TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WEEI's coverage of Red Sox Winter Weekend is co-sponsored by McFarlane Energy. The heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on. At McFarlaneEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey Companies, including... NOS Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. Now, more of Bradfoe and Baseball Isn't Boring on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back, everybody. Winter weekend. A lot of people gathering around. A lot of people gathering around the booth here. I'm Rob Bradford. This is the Baseballs and Boring Show. A lot of people gathering around, not because of me, but because Nick Pavetta's here. Let's go. What's up, Nick? How you doing? Good. I'm good, man. Like, and so congratulations on, on the way you ended up season and the season as a whole. And, and it's, it's sort of a fascinating example. And there's been some things on social media. Some people say, hey, look at the pitches that he developed. And, and this is how he evolved and, and everything else. But where you've landed right now is a really, really good pitcher. Like you were a good pitcher before. Where you've landed right now, you must feel good about where things are. And I know it's spring training. You know, we're all trying to get in the best shape of our lives and everything else. But just talk about sort of your evolution to tell – because we all evolve, right, mm-hmm. every single year. Yeah. Talk about your evolution in 2023 to where you landed right now. Yeah, I think I, I, I went through a lot of ebbs and flows. Um, you know, I think I learned from a lot from, you know, being moved to the bullpen, dealing with, you know, uh, dissatisfaction and, you know, feeling like, you know, I got to approve myself again and continue to go out there and just put my nose to the grindstone and just really go out there and, and try to win baseball games and focus on that, focus on putting the team in the best position to win, using those uh, experiences and, you know, eventually making myself back into the rotation. All right, let's talk about the pitches, the, mm-hmm. the, the how you change as a pitcher. And I remember talking in spring training, we were talking about, uh, we were just sitting around. We weren't even, it wasn't an interview, but we were talking about vertical, or like vert, right? Like, and you have, and you have, some of your measurables are like really, really good, really solid. Um, but you evolved with some new pitches, with some new approaches. Let's talk a little bit about uh, those sort of things. Yeah, um, I, I harnessed my fastball a little bit more, but I think one of the things is I was uh, working with Chris Martin, and we developed kind of a sweeper-like slider. They call it the Whirly Bird. It, it develops a little more of a horizontal. Uh, approach to right-handed hitters and it really just complicated complemented my my curveball complemented my fastball and allowed me to u- utilize that a little more and get guys to it's swing not easy man like to do something like that to have the confidence to do it mm-hmm. and then to do it well mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you've ever had gone through anything like that in your career. Well, it's actually funny. When I first made it to the big leagues, um, I didn't have a curveball. I learned to curveball from uh, my pitching coach at the time there. Bob McClure. Yeah, Bob McClure. Yeah, there you go. Um, same as uh, Aaron Nola. So I, I picked that pitch up pretty quickly. But I think the more you think about these things, the more trouble you can get yourself into. So you go into it with a free, easy mind and confidence, um, as I always have on, on the mound, and that I can execute the pitch or throw the pitch if I, if I need to. And it has you know, good results. I think I continue to throw it and the results get better and you can just continue to throw it. And so where you've landed now is, is we talk about the Red Sox rotation and, and they've been like, oh, we're going to get pitchers and they got uh, Lucas Giolito, which we're talking about a little bit. But the Nick Pavetta that we saw, especially in the second half, I mean, that's one of the best pitchers in the American League. I, I, at least like that's how it feels. And I don't know if you feel that way more than you have at any point in your career. We Going through the playoffs, what you did, you've shown excellence throughout your career but to do what you did where you landed you must feel better than ever right uh yeah it's good but i'm still very hungry uh for more i still have a lot to prove i i need to be more consistent i need to continue to to be great and and expect greatness out of myself um and i want to be great for this organization for this fan base um i think there's always more room to improve there's always going to be things that you want to work on you always just find those things that make you want to wake up every single morning and, and want to get better and whether it's just a small thing whether it's a, a larger thing when when i move from the bullpen to the rotation stuff like that you just find out who you really are as a person as a player what is the thing that that you feel when you come here and winter weekend it's it's sort of like this is the jumper cables right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you're working out by yourself you're working out down at crusty performance down there and it's great i mean it's great but this is the jumper cables of <laughs> yeah, I get to pitch in front of fans soon. Yeah. I get to see people who appreciate what I do. Is that – am I overstating it? What's this no, whole thing I think it's like? one of the most – I think it's a very important thing to um, have each year, the connections with the fans, um, the connections with, with you guys as well, to get our voices heard, to have your guys' questions asked um, and people's uh, questions answered as well. So it, it just gets us going, gets us kick-started. It's nice to be around with the with the boys and everything, have have fun, see them all around. Uh, nice to see the young core that, that um, is going to be coming up and, you know, the new guys that we brought in. Um, I, I love doing stuff like this. I love being around the fans. I think it's an extremely important thing that we do. A guy that you have been around, Giolito, we mentioned before, you worked out with him, I believe, out in California, yeah, right? 2019. In two yeah, 2019. And was it him? Uh, was it Me, Max Fried, Fried yeah. uh Ryan, um, Joe Ryan, sorry, and then Rob Gazelman. Man, mm -hmm. must have been fun. Yeah, it's it's a good. It was a good core group that we had, um, and you know, I'm very honored to be a part of that that kind of program that we have over there. And then with the guys that we do, we all all of us as a, as a group have you know stayed healthy, done the right things, um, and it's gonna be nice to have Lucas there. I mean, I came up with him back in the GCL. We both got drafted by the Nationals, so it's good to have a close friend uh, by my side. What, so, what? Tell me, we're we're going to get to know him, right? Yeah, you guys will. You guys. he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. a good dude. He works extremely hard. He's extremely passionate about what he does, um, and he's ready to show up and win every single day. He's, he's ready for. He's built for for Fenway. Built for this uh, franchise. When he signed, he, you were the first text. Yeah, he actually. I was the first person he called, which I was pretty shocked at. But he called me. I was like, oh, like what's up? Like I thought we we're just gonna uh, like hang out, like talk, and like he's like, man, I just signed. I was like, dude, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't even. I was. I had no words. I was like, I really didn't. I didn't know where he was gonna land, but. I, it's going to be nice to have him back. It's going to be nice to have him around the clubhouse. He's, you know, he's been in the big leagues for a while. He's, he's um, 
done some great things, and you know, hopefully we can get him back where, where he that's needs to be. That's pretty good to be the first call. Your first call yeah. of anything in life is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, bad. The last thing is, like, last year I was not here. You were talking about, but we were talking about the rule changes and the pitch clock and everything else. <laughs> um, I think the overall, and I actually think I overheard you with the kids club over there talking about it's just something we have to get used to. Yeah. The thing that I'm interested in, and I haven't dug in enough on it, was the fallout from it, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you know, so I think fans accepted it more than maybe even thought. I think players even probably accepted it more than that. But we don't know the impact of it. From your perspective, what do you think the impact of it will be? Because as we're going through it, Nick, I'm talking to pitchers, Kenley, Matt Strom, you know, go down the line. Hey, wait for it. The injuries are coming. The injuries are coming. Yeah. What's your perspective of it now? Um, it's a, it's in a, mine, Mine's a little bit of an interesting one. I, I like the pitch clock. I, I was kind of hesitant to it when it first came around. I think it was really good at 20 seconds and 15 seconds. I really think we didn't need to shave another two seconds off. I think it's important that pitchers allow themselves to be able to rest a little bit of time in between pitches. I, mem- I remember in 2017 when if I was in a 3-1 count and I was facing Bryce Harper, I could step off and I could walk halfway to second base, <laughs> clear my mind, and then get back on the mound and try to execute on the, my best pitch. Now it's you have to compartmentalize so many thoughts into, and what I view, every pitch being the most important pitch of your life. So it puts an extra strain on us as players, but... At the, ex- at the end of the day, you have to adapt or die. I mean, it's a very competitive atmosphere. There's guys trying to take your jobs every single day. There's a plethora of guys that are very talented, and now they're doing it in the minor leagues, and their rules change even quicker than ours yeah. do. And they change midseason. We haven't even so. talked about the automatic strikes. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but <laughs> I just think the communication between the league and the Players Association could be a little bit more cleaner, and if they took our – we're open to changing things, and we have. We, yeah. we, we changed last last year with the Pitchcock, and they've gone and changed it again. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't really have much control in that. But I, I think we've made our voices pretty clear that, you know, when we're not We don't vote, need more change. Yeah, we don't need that many more. But if there are some things that we want to change, and we'll give you our honest opinion and perspective, but whether they're going to use that opinion to actually listen to us, it's up to them. You, you, that was an interesting mindset about like the every pitch is you have to treat like the most yeah important. it is 100%. how long did it take you to get to that point uh until this moment i would i would assume oh there you, you know, go I think, all right i think i'm always learning yeah. i think i'm i'm always uh growing and developing i like to think that and I, I find it fun to do those things to really dig deep and like just look at yourself in the mirror and figure out well what extra can i do what do i need to what what type of mindset do i need to change uh never being stagnant i think is very important well, that certainly paid off this year. Congratulations on everything. Thank Thanks you. for stopping by. Good to see you. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks down for my. Of course. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on the show. All right. All right. The great Nick Pavetta. Thank you, everyone. Let's go. All right. Baseball isn't boring. This, we're going to be right back right after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We continue with Rob Bradford and Baseball Isn't Boring on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Baseball Isn't Boring, live from Springfield, Massachusetts, the birthplace of basketball and also the Harvard of Alton Street, Springfield College, where I matriculated, where I have a minor in coaching, yes, along with a major in English. I appreciate everything about Springfield. I love coming back here. I love doing this event. Like I said before, the great thing about this is that it's just a fantastic sense of community, whether you want to get together and rant or rave or complain or, or just talk about things you did. A lot of people that you don't normally get the chance to see, whether it's on, from social media or whatever it is, that you get a chance to see and the, and the people get a chance to have some interaction with players. I would encourage anybody who's here who wants to have any interaction with players, get down to spring training because that's – I love it, man. Like, it's great. That's where everything's more relaxed. The players are mingling about, much like here. So it, it's – this is what it's about. We don't know if the Red Sox are going to be any good. We can complain about the Red Sox. You want to go back and hear my rant from last hour, go ahead. I'll probably do it again. We have the, the play testy guys coming up at 3 o'clock, of course. That's the Red Sox, the new WEI Red Sox podcast. All those guys coming up in there. they got plenty of ranting to do, along with uh, uh, going back to what happened last night. A lot of stuff happened last night, not only with Papelbon, but the behind the scenes. Everyone was going to want to listen to the behind the scenes of Winter Weekend, what happened. But like I said, it's a great sense of community here. Everybody's about, out and about. I appreciate Tristan Cassis for stopping by. Nick Pavetta stopping by. Go check out those interviews i'll put them up on the baseball isn't boring feed a little bit later but good good stuff i I like talking to those guys and i said like cassis anybody time anybody says he likes the cold because it pierces his pores i mean put that on the t-shirt let's go what are we doing if we aren't getting a t-shirt by the end of the day Tristan Cassis piercing his pores. Come on. I mean, he is a fascinating guy. I love talking to him. I also, you know who I also love talking to? I love talking to the caller, 617-779-7937. We have Jeff up there. Jeff was, or, yeah, we have Jeff up there. Turpin, yes? How you doing, Brad Oh, my, look at that. All right. It's, welcome. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, before you go, let me just, yeah. let me document this moment, okay? You're the first caller. For the baseball officially branded baseball isn't yep. boring radio show, which is going to be on every single Saturday starting February 17th. Well, congratulations. That was going to be my opening line. Thing. I'm honored to be the first call. So there you go. We're on the same wavelength. So, first of all, I wanted to say, Bradford, the Bradford diaspora is really growing because um, I heard Craig Breslow today using the U word 
And I'm like, he was talking to Bradford because he talked about being uncomfortable, spending to the point of being uncomfortable. So we weren't there yet, but we're getting there. So he's been talking to Bradford. He's using the U word. <laughs> well, he did. I mean, he was on the po- he was on the podcast this week, and 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 I've. And yeah, I, and Jeff, and I'll let you go as long as you want because you deserve it. But it's the uncomfortable thing, as you know. I think that was the thing that drove me nuts about what was going on the last few years. So you get into free agency, you do do want to do any trade, you have to accept that it's going to be uncomfortable because you you can't just say I'm going to win this trade by seventy percent or I'm going to get the guy at exactly what I think. And 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 Breslow knows that he obviously knows that, and that was just a case, another case of you uh, you you finding that out. Absolutely, and, and you know, and, and and I you know, and I agree that. Uh, I thought going into the season with the full throttle comments and all that, I thought for sure that, you know, I didn't think of Tani, but I thought maybe Yanomoto or, you know, something big early that was going to get our attention, that was going to get us excited. Uh, and, you know, and then to hear, like, Sam Kennedy today, like, <laughs> talk about not getting me fired up. Like, I, well, it got me fired up because I want to put my fist through the wall. But, you know, when, when he was saying how nobody was complaining about their commitment in 2021 and he talked about the playoff game against the Yankees, well, he obviously wasn't listening to the Bradford show because we were complaining about that all year. And at the trade deadline, you know, I kept saying that this is the closest that, that Heim Bloom is ever going to get to the World Series is, you know, the trade deadline in, in July when he, you know, when he half-assed it uh, and went on the cheap. And then the, the last two years at the trade deadline, he did nothing. Like, I don't care right now. If you, go to, if you go to war with this team right now, go to spring training, and they look pretty good, and, I, you know, I think – Trevor's story is going to be a big part. I want to see what he's going to do. But if we get to the trade deadline and we're in a, in a decent position, you know, last year we were 10 games above 500. If we're in that position and they don't do anything or they don't go, you know, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely disgusted. I mean, that's, you know, you know, fine. You know, we're not there yet. But, you know, if we're in a good position, I want to know that the team's going to spend. Yeah, and so, and Jeff, you know, I think that – I think that it, you're I, I want to go back to the 2021 comment about you no know, one was complaining. Well, that's easily picked apart. You know how? Because who did they have on that team? They had Xander Bogarts on that team. They had Nathan Avaldi on that team. You and this is the point is that when, when they have when they have won, they have what we feel is certainty. They have guys that you can have these other guys overperform around them. That's how it works, and that's what we're looking for this time around. And I said that team was the greatest example. Exactly. I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, you got all these guys, Victorino and Gomes and Ross and everything. No, you had Ortiz and Pedroia and Lester. You had these guys, and that's how it worked. Look at the Texas Rangers. That's how it worked. Yeah, Yeah, sure, you you had some young guy come up, but you also paid for the certainty of Simeon and and Seager, amongst other guys. So that's my point. And I think that – you know, when Breslow was on the Baseball Supporting Podcast and he was talking about that and I brought that up to him, I think the overall theme was he agrees, he knows, he's not a dummy, and but at the same time, he's looking at it as we're not there at the place where we need to be to invest. And that's the, not the message we had earlier. No, exactly. And as, uh, you know, I think as uh, uh, Chris Curtis pointed out, you know, he, he made the full throttle comment right before ticket, you know, season tickets need to be renewed. And now, after now, they're saying, well, you know, our, our payroll is going to be down. It's just a bad look. 
uh, you know, it just makes you, you know, it just, it, it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just aggravating. I mean, well, Jeff, let, like Jeff, let me, before, Jeff, before you go, let me ask you if you agree with sort of my, I don't know if you heard my rant last hour. Well, I did. Um, I've been listening. But, but it was, it, so I, I think the full throttle thing was the thing everyone's hanging their hat on. But I think the thing that really implanted this mindset and this expectation for this fan base was really when Hein Bloom got fired. And they're like, okay, you know, this is what this team does. Course correction. Now we, you went through it. You went through the slow build. You ran out of time. Now's the time. You, you have apathy creeping in. You have the Dodgers parade going down Lansdowne. You're selling dollar tickets to the Yankees games. All of that. Now is the course correction that we've seen all along. That was the perception of this. No matter who was running it, whether it was Breslow or whoever it was, that was the, what was in the mind of everybody, full throttle comment or not. And that stayed there because they weren't backing off of it. They did nothing, to, to your point, until right now to back off of it. So that was the problem. Like th- there was no like, hey, you know, we- we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be, we're gonna be a little bit longer. Just give us a little bit longer. We still have to build things up. And then, as Craig Breslow said, this is not predictive of how we're gonna be a year from now, two years ago. That's what they should have said. But instead, they said the opposite, and that's what got in people's heads. And we've had a four-year rebuild. You know, so you know, if you want to, if you want to discount twenty-one, it's okay. So it's been two years of of nothing, and now you want us to wait another couple. Like it. You know, it's just it's frustrating. I mean, it just feels like like we're, like we're still rebuilding. It's you. You heard those comments today. We heard those same comments last year. We heard the same comments the year before. We heard the same comments from Sam Kennedy after the trade deadline last week uh, last year when he was talking about staying the course and were committed. And then they fire Heim Bloom a month later. I mean, it's just like at some point you just like you know they can they can slice it. Doesn't mean you have to eat it. You know, that's I think, the way you feel. Yeah, I think I think Jeff the the thing that and Luz Maloney has said this. As, as frustrating as this is right now, I think the ultimate test is that if you have any semblance of hope at the trade deadline, what is the approach going to be? Like, that's what it comes down to. And I've heard the thing that stuck with me, Jeff, when I interviewed Mike Hazen for the podcast right before his first game uh, in, uh, I believe, it was in Philadelphia. And, and he said that I made a vow to myself that if we were in it at all, I was going to be a buyer and I was going to do whatever I could to add to the team. That has to be sort of the proclamation now. No matter what you have in the farm system, no matter what you have in terms of the, the prospects for the next couple of years, you have to say right now that if you are in it at all, that you are going to help this team that overachieved and got to the point where you can actually have the conversation about the playoffs, which they obviously haven't done for the last few years. Yeah, when Hyam Bloom, we said, when Hyam Bloom, you know, in 21, I said that's the closest he's going to get to the World Series. I mean, you, you had a clear shot. You were in first place. You had a clear shot to the World Series. That's when you, you change course. That's when you say, okay, I wasn't expecting this, but the baseball gods gave us this opportunity. You have a chance to get, you know, go straight to, you know, let's go for it. And, and he half-assed it. And that's, yeah, that's, I agree with you. That's, to me, I don't care about the spring training. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But come July, if we're in contention and they don't do anything, I'm, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be really hard to swallow. All right. Well, listen. We we got we got a, a guest, Wally the Green Monster, sitting I'm here. I'm looking so. forward. 
Jeff. But Jeff, hey, get Will, hey. Fleming. Get Will Fleming to come and interview him. So uh, <laughs> there you go. All right, thanks, Jeff. Jeff and well, Watertown. I'll, I'll be listening on the seventeenth. I mean, on the seventeenth. Yeah, right? it's so, going to be a lot of fun. It's so going to be a fun year, one way or the other. So yeah, there you go. Well, all right, Jeff. Wally the Green Monster. Hey, we. Hey, Wally. I'm going to tell you this. So we've had we've had broadcasts where we've had uh, the Philly Fanatic. We've had Blooper uh, from the Atlanta Braves. They both came up to the broadcast booth. They ruffled the feathers of Will Fleming on the Red Sox radio broadcast. So you have to do, if you vow anything, Wally, you have to come up to the broadcast booth and you have to sit in and you have to create the chaos that they did. Okay? All right. Handshake. There you go. All right. Everyone give Wally a cheer. Let's go. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, there you go. All right, the great Wally the Green Monster join us. All right, speaking of uh, joining us, let's go to Tony in Bridgewater. He's on the line. What's going on, Tony? How you doing? Hey, what's happening, Rob? You you know what a big Red Sox fan I am. And I, you know something, you know, I'm not buying what they're selling. And the way I feel right now is the way I felt. The only, I cut out of 2012. As soon as I seen Bobby Valentine with the Red Sox hat on, I, I, I didn't. Can I ask you a question? Is is Henry there? No, he is not. Today? He is not. There you go. There you go. What a friggin' disgrace. Yeah, I, I, I hate. I listen. I do not like the. I, I the biggest thing in Boston sports. Not at Tony, and you know this. It, when players come to Boston, when when anybody comes to Boston. It's not complicated. It's one word, accountability. Ask any player who has come through Boston and, or, and, and, and exactly. wants, to give, wants to give advice to another player and say, oh, the big, bad Boston media market. It is accountability. And that goes to the ownership. Exactly. That goes to the front office. That goes to anything. And, and the first step away from that was last year's spring training when we didn't do the bench thing. It's 25 minutes of sitting on a bench, answering the questions, and sure, you're going to say something that gets a lot of attention, but it's the one time a year that you don't do it, and instead you feed a couple outlets the opportunity to email exchange or whatever it was. That was a disaster. So it, it's, it's not complicated. It, it, and, and the people who exactly, are here, they exactly, understand that. Exactly, and that's what Pedro team. And if he is, that's fine too, because his heart's not in it. He don't even have the boss to show his face. But when the Red Sox start winning, all of a sudden they're out there, and, and this is this is what bugs me. You know, they they go up on tickets, and, and this. If I wanted to see the Worcester Sox, I would go, okay, to Worcester, where I you know, pay $2 for pocket to have a team like this and not even like just to try to sell it. It is a disgrace to me right now. You're selling it down the fans throat. We're not stupid. And the only way these guys understand is to hit them in the wallet, cancel your nesting prescription. You have to do something like that. You have to send a message. If they're packing the ballpark and they still have interest and stuff, they're not going to do anything because they're laughing at you. The consumer, they are laughing at the fans and they're spitting on them and, you know, telling them it's raining. It's awful. It's awful, Rob. All right, Tony. Well, thanks for the call. I'll say this, and this comes back to 
you know, what I said earlier in the program about where this sort of took root, this mindset, these expectations, it took root when they moved on from High and Bloom. It took root when, when you had the, the parade of the Dodgers fans, the dollar tickets for the Yankees, and when Heim was let go, the perception was that this was because they knew what Tony was talking about. They knew that they were on the cliff here. They knew that they were on the cliff of of apathy. They knew they were on the cliff of, of revenue, of the business model, and all of it. They knew that. That was the perception. So there was all these expectations that, okay, you want to you turn that narrative? You go out and sign someone big, big in the offseason. And we understand, and Tom Warner said this the other day, that the offseason doesn't predict anything, doesn't guarantee anything. We have plenty of examples of this. But at the same time, there's two different conversations. There's a conversation about the offseason impacting the business model, the interest in the fan base, the pushing away the apathy, and then there's the offseason about making the team better. You can do both, and obviously that's the plan to do both. And, I, and usually front offices aren't going to do things just to get people excited. But what ownership groups will do is that they'll allocate money, they'll allocate resources, and they'll tell teams to go get them because this is what the way that we want. Believe me, that's what the Red Sox have done in the past. Looking back at the front, the offseason where you had Theo Epstein in charge, John Lackey, Carl Crawford, you don't think the ownership said, let's go, let's do it. David Price, you don't think ownership group said, let's go, let's do it. Absolutely. It's not like that Dave Dombrowski all of a sudden said, oh, you know, can we, can we have a fun drive to, to, to get this starting pitcher that we really need? They're like, no, if you need a starting pitcher and it's going to cost $217 million, go get them. But that was the, the perception because that's what the, the path and avenue that everybody thought they were going to go down. Because not only because they need to get better, but because of the business model. And I do think ultimately that is a, an uphill climb for them that it's going to be a smack in the face. They were always worried about this. Go back to the Mookie Betts press conference when they let him go. And I've said this a bunch of times. You have college ticket price packages dropped in the middle of that. Why? Because they understand how important Mookie was for the business model. They understood that. So now, for whatever reason, maybe it was because the overall revenue and earnings of FSG or whatever it was, they have now said, well, you know what, we're not in that place. Maybe it's because they, they don't believe that they're at that place where it's wise to invest that much in a trade, to allocate prospects for that. I don't know. But all I know is this. As we sit there, despite the fandom that's here at Winter Weekend in Springfield, everyone's excited just to see each other. It's, that's the cool feeling and everything else. There is going to be an uphill climb more than ever to get eyeballs to get ears to get attention to get excitement all of it and they've gone through this before they have in 2013 it took half the year more than half the year people forget it took more than half the year for people to actually believe in that team but you still had stars you had ortiz and you had a lot of other guys you had lester and you had pedroia i can go down the list and then you had these gritty gutty guys with the beards you had all of that that's great now you don't have that. You don't have a lot of things. All you can do is go out and win. That's all you can do. 
You can make smart moves and win. But from the business side of things, that's a tough one. It's still a tough one because when you, at the end of the day, that's going to take a long time. They can go undefeated in spring training, and I encourage you to listen to every single spring training game on AM850 or 93.7 or wherever it is. Right, Doug? It's going to be the best spring training broadcast ever. It's the most fun I have all year long and they're gonna they might go undefeated and they might sweep seattle over the first series of the year but it's still gonna take time for people to come back and actually invest their attention invest their money in all of it like they did before all right we got to take a great papal bond just walked through the door so he's gonna be joining us this is rob bradford this is the baseballs and boring show be back right after this from the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. Make a habit of it. Brad Foe and baseball isn't boring. WEEI. This is uh, Rob Bradford. This is Baseballs and Boring. All right, everybody, John the Yeah. I'm your hype man. Let's go. I don't need a hype man. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, so this is, this is the after hours of the after hours, okay? This is the, the, the post-show of the show. This is the recapping of your first ever Cinco o- uh, what is it, Cinco Ocho show? The whatever you did last night. Yeah, the Cinco Ocho show. Cinco Ocho yeah. show. This is this is the recap of it. But does it does it really count if it's like post party if you hadn't been asleep yet? What, what, <laughs> are you? What, what, what if you're still stuck on first, the after party? First of all, I text you. I texted. I was hosting the after party. You never showed up. Room ten oh seven. I mean, you never showed up. Y'all hear that? Room ten oh seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Free well, drinks well, on. I've checked checked out by now. But thanks for showing up. Uh, not showing yeah. up. Um, but I, I know that you were out and about, but because you were celebrating. But that was that was whatever you were doing last night. This is the recap of last night. I don't want to talk to you about. Split figure fastballs. I don't want to talk to you about payroll. All I want to talk to you about is recapping about where you launched your stardom, your career, your your talk show career, which was last night, and everything that went around it. That's what we want to hear about. Everyone wants to hear about last night, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. So I don't know if you went to the show. We, we got out on David pretty good. I don't know if you saw that. You yeah, know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had yeah. to give him a little bit of hell for hanging out with, uh, you know, that other guy, yeah. Alex Rodriguez and Derek Dieter. You know, yeah. they're all... They're like all up each other's butt and fox, you know. Yeah. Was he was he mad about that? I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I just had to put him in his place and realize that you know you are you kind of going over to the dark side with Fox. Like, what's going on? Exactly. I mean, with friends are friends. Yeah, that's why you're here. We are we are always simpatico, my yeah. friend. Yeah, and so really the whole my whole late night career started um, pretty much about four days ago. All right. Let's take this. Yeah. Go ahead. The floor is yours. So, the, you know, they um, they they called me and, um, you know, while I played here, I, I kind of got in debt to a lot of people, owed them a lot of favors, you know, I had, you know, had, my ass had to get saved a lot. So um, this was the time that, you know, they're like, we need a show and it's going to be the Cinco Ocho show. And I said, OK, well, if we're going to do a show, I get to run it. I get to, you know, 
I get every question I, I want to know. Mom. Executive, produce, direct, host, everything. everything. Yes. Yep. And, um, you know, I had my boy Tom Karen with me. He kind of walked me through my first show, which was good. I gave TC props, you know. Yep. And, um, you know, I think the best part about it was is we got to answer the questions, but we also had fun with it. You know what I mean? And so I think the biggest thing is is my whole objective was to talk about the culture. We talked about the culture. And mm-hmm. so um, – Honestly, after last night, I feel a little bit better. Do you really? I do. I really do because you know I I feel like I feel like right now Red Sox front office has got to ace up their sleeve somewhere. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting is this um, inside information or is this just like the vibe you got from sitting on the couch? Um, no, this was the vibe I got when I was mulling around my hotel room drunk last night and hit my head. <laughs> can we just can we can and we ding say, it can, came to can me? We, can we say this? You have a lump on your head. Yeah. It's right here. We're not sure how it got there. It's a little tender. We're not sure how it got there. Yeah, we're not sure. But listen, what happens at winter weekend stays at winter weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, right. but so, so you go through the processing, like you said, props to TC, guiding you through the whole thing. Was the whole thing what you expected? Because I was texting you before, and you were texting back. You said, oh, they're, not, they're, 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 they're really uncomfortable. What are we going to do? So was it what you thought it was going to be? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, you know, and I expected the booze to come. Yeah. I did. And so, like, for me, that's why I was like, you know, to me, booing ain't going to do nothing. You know, what, what is – so, like, I had to, you know, shut the booze down. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. And, um, you know, I think that the Red Sox front office really understands that, you know, where they're at. And, like I said, I've, I've got a sneaky feeling there's – you know, there's not much panic. I could tell you that much. There is oh, really? Ze- there really is zero panic in the front office. There might be more panic with the fans, but I can promise you there is no front office. So, so there's no – if you're feeling that there's not panic but you're still feeling good, you have inside information. Like you did. I always have inside information. I, I, uh, well, that's why you bet. That's why you bet on the Phillies for. Well, that one was you know it slipped away from me, but can, I, can we tell that story? Yeah. All right. So Jonathan Papelbon is uh, is one of the finest finest prognosticators in the in the sports world. Journalist. Well, you're the be- baseball's and boring betting expert. Yeah. Fanduel. That too. Correct. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Papelbon in July at plus. 1,500. 1,500. 1,500 in July when the Philadelphia Phillies were around 500. Uh, bet $10,000 in the Philadelphia Phillies to win the World Series. To win 150000 To win 150000 And I don't know if you know this. It came really close. It yeah. came really close. Yeah. It came real. But at Phillies are my alma mater, too. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm You were just trying to get in the good graces of the Phillies fans. Maybe, today. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to last night. Um, so, all right, you feel that makes everybody here feel better. That that Jonathan Papelbon feels like they have an ace up their sleeve. That you're more confident that they're going to get something done. That it wasn't just what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's talk about the actual event. About be, you you had never been a, a late night talk show no, host. No, but uh, was it what you thought it would be? Well, see, here's the thing: is is um, I flew. Let me give me get my bearings straight here. I flew in on. Friday about two o'clock in the morning, and then you know we stayed up yesterday, and so about nine o'clock on the plane here yesterday, Cinco Ocho started forming. You know the the stewardess was overserving them. <laughs> All right. So, and you well you you know Cinco Ocho yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, There's yeah. nothing you can't get by him. 
And so, you know, they threw 30 different things on me, and we just rolled with it, you know? Okay. So um, there's nothing that's going to catch him off guard, no. you know? So it was just like – it's like second nature to him. You were a a good, live show host. Put it, put it this way. You were in a good place by the time you sat down ready for the show. Cinco Ocho was in full Cinco effect. Cinco Ocho was like you were in the zone. Yeah. What was the, what was the thing you were most proud of of the whole – like because you never know how you're going to do, right? I mean, and, and I think that everybody thought he did a great job, right? Everybody? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, see, Thank you. Why do I got to keep building you up? Oh, what's, God. what's going on? Oh, so God. anyway, so what, so what is the thing that you were the most proud of, the, how you pulled it off? Well, I'll tell you what the, 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 the thing about that, that I didn't know about that they surprised me on was the Wake tribute. Oh, and yeah. And so um, I don't know if they're going to show it, but, man, like just – you know, obviously, I've I've explained to people how much he meant to me, and you know, like, yeah, man, he was a hard ass player, and like, he he got on my ass a lot, but at the end of the day, like, I thank him for that, you know. Okay. And um, man, I choked up. I started choking up a little bit, and so um, you know, to me that was really cool, and um, you know, I'll, I I want to kind of dedicate this season to Wake, and I hope the fans do as well. Yeah, that's very well put, and it should yeah. be forgotten. It Absolutely. should. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and Pedro was on earlier talking about that. I mean, obviously, Pedro, going way back, he's a, oh, Wake, yeah. Wake was the guy who sort of indoctrinated him into the, the Red Sox way of doing things. That's right. Thank you, man. Look yeah. at you. So, like, here's my point is, though, is, like, of all these great Red Sox players that have came through here, you know, you look at a guy like Wake, 17, 18 years here, and really, to me, was the ultimate um, or, or had the ultimate responsibility of creating the Red Sox way even before 04 championship was won. Oh, not even quite. People yeah. freak, I mean, Well, Pedro. Like, oh. he brought, like, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not only with Wake, Wake comes Pedro and Schilling and all these other guys along the way. Of that Red Sox way you're talking about. I think that the most important thing of all the fun and, and booze and everything else, last like that's what we have to take away from last night. It was winter weekend a year ago. Wake was here. And Wake, we should remember Wake, and we did. Yeah. So thank you that for that. That was awesome. All right. So the last thing is, this is everyone has to get behind me with this. All right. Every, this is going to be a challenge. But the way that I'm going to get this done is by um, – but a straight ball right down the middle, literally for you, because you love to you love to bet, you love to gamble. Yes. Um, so I am going to put a hundred. I know a hundred dollars isn't a lot of money for you. It's not. It's not a lot of money. But I'm going to put a hundred dollars for let's say for the Jimmy Fund, okay, for charity. Um, and if you can walk over after this and throw eighty five in that cage, that's not ninety. That's not 90. That's 85. Done. You can start, you will? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We got it. Hey, social media team, you you ready? You ready with this? Pap just said he's going over 85. the cage. He has to eight hundred bucks. He has to hit 85. Oh. All right. All right. All right. Hey, listen, everybody, if you think that Pap, is it going to be 85 or over 85? It's up to you. 85 and under. 85 or over. 85, 85 and, and over. over. Okay. Okay. Who here thinks that Pap will hit 85? Who thinks that he will not hit 85? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Here he goes. Great job, the Pap <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break, but we're going to get, when we come back, um, 
Pap, when we come back, just pop out. You don't have to be on for long, but we'll recap what you did. All right? All right? All right. He's going over the cage. He's going to be – we're going to film this. Everybody go over. This is for the Jimmy Fund. And, by the way, 100 bucks for me. If you don't do it, you have to give a Jimmy Fund 100 bucks. All right? All right. All right. Here we go. Jonathan Babelbaugh headed over right now. All right. Be back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 